You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition, a rainy Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines will be open here in the first 30 minutes, 205-342-9904. If you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning, Twitter accounts at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wimp Sanderson 1, email wimpandberry at yahoo.com. So you can shoot those uh, really all times during the day if you're looking for uh, us to help you with advertising, if you're looking to uh, maybe get a question answered on the show or just an opinion of what's going on in the show, then shoot the email to me, wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Joe Gaither behind the glass, spinning the records uh, this morning. Great show, great two great guests. Kevin Skarbinski, who's always uh, really, really good. And then we always love having t- fun with Doug Bell. He'll join us at... 815. If it has to last, it has to be tough. Extend the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. For a project that stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to the local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best. For your next backdoor project, remember, it doesn't have this yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. With that being said, I'll go right to uh, Dad. Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, um, I'm fair. Uh, Sam got me up at 5 this morning. Really? And uh, Sam would not go to the restroom outside at 5 this morning, so I've been dealing with that. You may need to go to Constant Companion, Joe, and you need to get some sleeping pills. Five to six, I've been dealing with that. So it's seven o'clock. I've been dealing with it for two hours. So she's not quite as cute as she used to be. Oh yeah, she's still pretty cute, but she's um, giving me a hard time. But that's that's way puppies are, and I'll just wait. Who is this? Who is this on the phone trying to be patient? Joe, is he being patient? Yeah, I'm being patient. Joe, patience. Okay, last night in basketball, Purdue, who was supposed to be one of the better teams, I don't think they could as Alabama, to be honest with you. They beat, they beat Michigan State by one. Middle Tennessee, Jelly is out for for uh, UAB. He's, uh has played in the last two or three games. And they got beat at Middle Tennessee 74-73. Um, did you see the end I, of that game? No, I did not. What happened? Well, UAB was up four. They anyway, they got it. Bill uh, Dennis got it up one, and uh, UAB got the ball across half court about five seconds. Called timeout, and the, I think it was Gaines. It may not have been anyway. He hits a shot right at the free throw line, raises up, knocks it in to win the game. The only problem was Joe and Dad when he was. Up in the air, the light went off before the ball came out of the hand. So the shot went in, oh. but it was still in the hand before Terrible. the shot, so they lost. Sure, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I don't hate that for, for Andy and Philip. Um, 
most of you saw a, 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 I, I was on another radio show and I predicted that no, I didn't blue plate it, but I predicted that uh, Dallas would win and the uh, poor guy missed four or five extra points. You think he's nervous this morning? Yeah, now, he's very nervous. He had a pretty good year overall from the field goal positioning. Uh, they could be 31-14. Um, I'll talk about what Brady's going to do, but um, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is out, and um, Dallas moves on. So we'll see what happens there. Is uh, that Tom is, Camp, Brady, is Brady – I mean, he was throwing the ball. Was that the receiver's fault, or Brady, Brady didn't look good? What what – Joe, does, uh, Dan, I think, does it, I think any, it was the defense's fault. <laughs> does he not have any receivers, Joe? Mike Evans is pretty good. Chris Godwin's pretty good. Julio Jones, not too bad. Yeah, those are good names. Are they good receivers now? They used to be. Julio's a bit washed. Yeah, I don't know. Well, All right, Mike go Evans on. is good. And Chris Godwin, but Chris, Chris Godwin coming off a bunch of ACLs, so. It just didn't look like Brady, so I didn't know if that was Brady or the receiving well, core. He's also like – 85 years old playing quarterback. Is, he, is that his last game, Dad? that Tom's last game? No, nah, it could be. I don't know. According to if he's got, got a girlfriend, he can find. Uh, Tom Kim. Yeah, he can find one of those. Yeah, he can find one of those. Uh, yeah, the yeah, they divorced, got more money than he does. Tom Kim won the last event to Hawaii. Probably and, spends uh, more. Yeah, the uh, biggest disappointment there was Spieth. He didn't make the, he didn't make the cut. Uh, didn't play well, if you want to. Think about bad and good. Tom Kim's a very good player, young kid, very, 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 very talented. So uh, he won. He won there. Um, basketball tonight. Um, I don't know if he call them great games. You never know what games are going to be. It's according to who you you know who you like and who you who you don't like. But um, tonight, um, South Carolina entertains Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a zipping five. South Carolina can't beat anybody except Kentucky up there. Uh, Tennessee goes to Mississippi State, a non-shooting team at State. Um, 0 for 18 in the last game from three. Uh, Alabama goes to Vanderbilt, and that is on the SEC Network at 7.30. Uh, Vanderbilt played, shot the ball fairly well in, in the last uh, 10 minutes after a Ridiculous game that they played against Arkansas Saturday. And then Georgia will go to Kentucky, and that will be uh, an 8 o'clock game on ESPN. I'll talk about this tomorrow, but just mention it. Go ahead and tell you. There's four games tonight, and tomorrow night, Auburn will be at LSU, and that game will be at 6 o'clock, and there will be another game. I, why they have Florida playing at A&M again, I just played the last week. I don't schedule and whatever. I won't get into that. Florida is at A&M. A&M went to Florida and beat them at Florida in a two-point game the other day. That'll be a 6 o'clock game. That game, those two games will be at the same time. SEC Network. And then tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, the last game will be Arizona having to go to play a very good Missouri team that's capable of beating you if you don't play. They're not great, but they're not bad at home. and they're, Sometimes they're pretty good on the road. Outside of that, um, you know, a lot of things, national news about the problems, uh, certainly at, at Alabama. So if you have calls and want to talk about anything, just give Barry a call and we'll talk about it. All right. Um, I will say this. Uh, uh, um, I'm going blank. It's to t- uh, 
who I'm going to have on Thursday. I got uh, who did I tell you I was going to have on Thursday, uh, Joe? I go on blank. I'll, um, I'll tell you later. Joe's on the phone. Sorry. Um, talking to somebody. I thought. Uh, I think it's been a tough forty-eight hours that we're not even really getting the great feel for. Everybody's talking about the Vanderbilt game, but I think it's been a tough forty-eight hours for Nate Oates and some of these players. Uh, yeah, and for Nate Oates to have to be on the phone with Darius Miles' mother, he said he talked to her two or three times. Can you imagine how hard that conversation is? Uh, more, more difficult than the mother of the, of the child that was lost. Yeah, and uh, which I saw her be interviewed and in stepped at uh, last night on TV as well. Uh, they hadn't even told the little boy uh, yet. This mom's not oh, here. Oh my heavens! Don't uh, tell me that. Um, that really, the game seems irrelevant tonight uh, at Vanderbilt. But I don't see how in the world if your teammates over there in jail and you don't they hadn't had any kind of court deal there and he's still there and you can't talk to him and I don't even know how the coaching staff or the players mind could even be on this game tonight I mean I wouldn't have been able to watch any film if I were Nate Oates I just just wouldn't seem that I just my mind wouldn't be on it I think it's a difficult task tonight now getting out of town maybe being around each other, uh, but I just was thinking about it. he looked uh, in the press. I thought he did a good job in the press conference uh, and answered what he could obviously answer. Um, but that's a t- those are tough situations that you're not in very much. Um, they're, I, not, no, they're worse than tough. They're horrible. Yeah, and just imagine now he he's living it. He's talking. To the kid's mom, uh, and I don't, you know, and then you got the other side, and I thought he did a good job of recognizing her first in her life, and what a senseless loss that it was. Um, I don't know, Joe. Your thoughts? You went to the press conference. I would think you could hear a pin drop. They said Greg Byrne was kind of waiting for Nate when he got done, and I guess been a tough forty-eight hours over there that we're we're kind of on the outside and you don't have to really deal with the situation. We just want to update it and see what's going on, but they're really dealing with the inside of it. Uh, just kind of what you saw over there yesterday. hundred percent. It was a, a very eerie, uh, very eerie, eerie, eerie press room yesterday. And coach, I second what you said. I think he did a very good job with the circumstances that he was given. He looked like, he looked like he had been up for 48 hours already at that point, uh, which I guess it wouldn't have been – the math doesn't work on that. But he looked like he had not slept since he had got that news on midday Sunday. Um, and he handled it as best he could. I, I, I'm with you. I can't imagine being on the phone with Darius's mother. I can't imagine uh, – really just – he said they gathered everybody on Sunday. And I just – he said they were going to have practice today before or before they left for, for for Nashville, and it's just like, how do you even? He said we got to try to keep things as normal as possible, but we know it's not normal. How do you? How do you? I mean, you, you've had such success already, and, and 
to have something like this happen, you don't want to make you don't want to make it about the success of the season because obviously there's a there's a there's a life lost and many lives ruined. But for Nate Oates, he still has to do his job and, and wants to take advantage of this great team. Uh, so so God, just a. Tonight's gonna to be weird, Barry. Tonight's gonna to be weird up up in Nashville. We already know how it is playing in playing in Nashville. It's gonna be a weird night. Yeah, that grandmother trying to express to her son that the mother won't be there anymore is to me is almost unbearable. Yeah, beautiful girl uh, and little boy's cute boy. She was just teaching him how to ride, ride his bike. Some of that stuff just comes to, re, you know, it's real life stuff that sometimes we're on the radio or we're on Twitter. You know, that's not, you're not really dealing with it. When you're Nate Oates and then you're his teammates of this Darius Miles, you're hurting for the girl, but you're also hurting for your teammate and you don't really know what's going on. And it's he said, she said, and, um, you know, these players go out a lot together at night and spend a lot of time together. I don't even know who Darius Miles' roommate is. I'm sure it's one of the players, uh, probably there. I guess the only thing you, you can learn from it is be careful who you hang around and, you know, know what, what they're doing. Um, and don't put yourself in these tragic situations. All right. We'll take a break. We'll get to phone calls when we get back. You listen to Ty 100.9 to see home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have wrecks on 2059, one eastbound at exit 76, another eastbound at exit 73. Then we have another is westbound near the Brookwood Rest Area, and then another Alabama 216 before 2059 in Lakeview. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good morning, I'm Mary Kay, and I have the latest information at TuscaloosaThread.com on an active and fast-moving weather system that could impact our area with the potential for severe weather that could come in the overnight hours and early Thursday morning. Also, we have the details on a woman that has filed a civil rights lawsuit against the city of Tuscaloosa and three law enforcement officers over a January 2021 arrest where she claims that it was unnecessary and abusive. Get those details and more local news at Tuscaloosa thread.com in a collision easy decision make one call to one name mesreno 206-6300 no representation of the quality of legal services to be performed is where the quality of legal services performed coaches took the radio and tv airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors the only way to build is with pressure treated pine yellow wood it is the very very best why because all the coaches said yellow wood pressure treated pine protects against bug termite and weather decking Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers today and tonight. The high today, 69, tonight's low, 57. Tomorrow, cloudy and mild. A chance of showers during the day. Strong thunderstorms arrive late tomorrow night. The high, 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call 206-8300. 
Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Will somebody answer that damn phone? That's 205-342-9904. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is close to you. I'll get to the Yellowwood hotline here just one second. I guess back on the Darius Miles situation, you know, when you go through each other recruiting process, you get to know all the people around uh, the kid, the mother, uh, the father, the if he has siblings, you know, and so as we sit here and people on Twitter say stupid stuff, um, you know, that's not real life. Real life's when you know somebody and you got to pick up the phone and you hear the hurt in their voice and you got to talk to them. And then you're also, uh, extremely, uh, upset about a, a, an innocent girl losing his life as well. That's the one. That's what, and then coaches got to deal with the kids, teammates, and how they handle it, and they're seeing their uh, teammate behind bars can be there for, you know, who knows. Uh, so anyway, I think that's the real-life stuff. We don't deal with it, and so it's not you're worried about whether they're going to be ready to play or not. In some ways, that seems like really doesn't matter. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Tom in the show. Good morning, Tom. Morning. Morning, back. How are you all this morning? We're good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Not good. Uh, I was going to point out, uh, I hadn't heard anybody say this, but uh, I-, I thought it might be uh, a good idea to bring it up. But th- there's a GoFundMe uh, account been set up for uh, Miss Harris. Yeah. And uh, I-, I would imagine that uh, with everything circulating around, uh, I'm like, Coach, uh, I-, I-, I know Darius is uh, mother and them. I, I feel sorry for, for they- that family. and. I feel sorry for the mother of the uh, young lady that was killed and that baby, though. That's what kills me. Yeah. He doesn't have a mother this morning. That's that's hard to take and uh, makes my heart heavy. Yeah. But uh, uh, think about the GoFundMe. Uh, I, I'm sure they could use some help. And uh, and if anybody can, it'd probably be a good idea, don't you think? Yeah. If you go to, I know if you go to AL.com, there's an article. And it has right. the, the link okay. to the GoFundMe. Or the TuscaloosaThread.com. Or the TuscaloosaThread.com. There you go. Uh, I that's where I get Go there. TuscaloosaThread.com. The link will be there. and Because uh, that's a tough deal uh, for this kid to uh, have to go through. What else, Tom? I agree. Uh, well, I, I, I called in. I don't know. Uh, I called in to pick it coach a little bit about uh, – Brian Dayball and try to be funny, but I don't know that uh, it's the time yet to try to be funny on the on the show. What do you think? Well, go ahead. No, we can always use a little laughter. Uh, uh, what you got? Uh, that, well, you know, Coach has said for for a, a while now that uh, Brian Dayball is a, a is a great magician. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and. Uh, and every time I see him on the sidelines with the Giants, I think about what Coach said about the card tricks and uh, all the magic tricks and so forth, and I, I get tickled thinking about it. And, and Sunday, though, uh, I thought 
what the Giants did was outstanding as far as game plan was concerned with uh, Daniel Jones. You know, they come out there, and Daniel actually ran the ball for over 70 yards in that game. And and I was I was like, Dayball has pulled a, a, a magic trick here. He's got them thinking he's going one way, and he's got the quarterback running. And they end up winning the darn game that they shouldn't have probably won. Yeah, Dad and I actually uh, made that, and I did as well. We we apologized to Daniel Jones personally yesterday, and he <laughs> he texted me and said that he appreciated us admitting we were wrong because Dayball, <laughs> uh, the kid looked good. He did. He looked good uh, in Dayball. Like a lot of people complained about Dayball when he was here, but I think he's probably a little smarter than what people realized. Well, I tell you what, he's a product of David Cutcliffe, and if David Cutcliffe made a recommendation on a quarterback and somebody listened to him and he went number six in the draft. David Cutcliffe is no fool. And uh and he's a great quarterback coach. And and uh now it looks like that he's turned out to be right in his assessment for the Giants. And uh and I got a kick out of that too because I like to see former Alabama people do well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it made made kind of uh, made him look good, and I, and I like that. Yeah, he played great in that game. I don't think there's any doubt about it. He, he's he's matured so much. He struggled early in his career, but he's uh, they've changed. You know, well, changing coaches had anything to do with it? And I, I don't know, but he certainly has. He's been there a good while and struggled through it, and uh, really has. Uh, had, they had a really terrific season. New York people have really tied and taken to not only the coaching staff, but to him, I think. You know, uh, Coach, are you familiar with the owners, uh, Mr. Tish and uh, and the Meyer family that owned the Giants? A little bit. Coach Bryant was involved. Yeah, you know who I'm talking bit. about, yeah. Yeah, I Well, uh, they had a big article in the New York Post this morning. I, it's worth going, NY Post. Dot com. If you, if uh, said the the deal with uh, Dayball and Daniel Jones was they didn't try to go in and figure out what he couldn't do and then get him to do it. They they yeah. figured out what he could do. Yeah. And uh, and they that's what they rolled with, and that's the reason they're in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. They just barely made it, but they made it. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Thank uh, you. The kicker for Dallas, guys, do y'all know that he missed his only extra point try uh, <laughs> the last regular season game? Then he missed four in a row in the game, so he missed five. So he, if on extra points, he is one for six. And it's like, now, if you're him, do you just turn your cell phone off today because you're worried that you're going to – Get the call. I mean, how did you got, see the positioning of the ball on each one of those? It was if you face the goal, it was to the far left, and he didn't draw the ball at all, or hook it, draw it at all, and it uh, it never. Uh, he it looked to me like if they had it fixed where they he would try to draw the football, you know, between the goalposts, and it didn't draw, and so I don't know that much about it, but that that that's the way it looked anyway. Jenny was killing the poor kid. Like, Jenny, 
I mean, you got one job, one job, an extra point. The guy's in the NFL. Well, Jenny, I mean, he's just Well, what if that been Matt kicking it? <laughs> she, she probably wouldn't have been. <sighs> Joe, how does that even happen? I mean, is the guy nervous? Is it nerves? Dad, it's right now, it was lined up. It was, it was lined up different than I've ever seen. It was, it was lined up for a draw kick, and it didn't draw. All right, All right. how many extra points do you think this guy's missed in his five-year career? <laughs> his four-year career. Excuse me, four-year career. Well, this season, how many has he missed? I, I, I pulled up the last one. five games. He missed one going into last night's game. Okay. How many has he missed? I don't know. He's missed a total of six extra points in his career. Four <laughs> of them last night. So counting that those four are counted in the six? Yeah, he's, he's well, 128 he, he, he out of 134. He missed one last regular season game, so that's five of So he's missed one since the last two games. Um, I, I don't know. All right, I got a guy uh, that thinks he knows everything. You know, I always get texts. He's always trying to be out front of everything. And he says, oh, O'Brien's gone. Now, I'm not reporting O'Brien's gone. I don't know if he's gone or not. Joe, I'm sure you're behind the scenes. What does this, this guy know about football? Nothing. You could put his knowledge in a thimble and it would rattle. All right, so, but he thinks he knows everything. Now, here's my question to y'all, though, not not because it's based on him, but, Joe, everybody's and Dad, everybody's complaining about Alabama's offense. But correct me if I'm wrong. When Nick Saban hires, he says, you take the Alabama playbook, that we're not going to make the players learn your terminology. You have to learn our playbook That's right. and our terminology. That's right. right. So if he is running Alabama's playbook, what are we complaining about? The sequence that he calls the plays in, how he says. I don't know why we. I don't know why we waste five seconds on some goober. <laughs> He's reading the wrong in. chapter of the Alabama playbook. We want him to oh, read chapters on. one, three, and seven. So if you bring in whoever Donald Duck, and he's running Alabama's playbook, or is that really true? Are you really running Alabama's playbook, or do you let so Steve Sarkeesian and well, Lanky, they were doing some different things. Barry, they're going to answer that by saying he passed when he should have run, he run when he should have passed. So it's the these, these idiots, they can't, they can't get up in the morning and get their clothes on, and they're trying to tell somebody how to, how to coach. Joe, is it the sequence of plays that people didn't like? I believe it's two things. One, it's the sequence, yes, but two – they're coming in and learning the Alabama terminology, but they're coming. They're also coming in and implementing some of their philosophy. So if you're calling the fullback the X, or you know, in this case, they're probably calling it the H back. You're calling the fullback the H in in the Alabama's offense. Then Bill O'Brien, when you come in, you're going to call it the H. I think he's learning the Alabama's terminology, but they're they're getting some of his, uh, and he's he's having to convert his offense using the Alabama terminology. Okay, so. You can run your own plays. You just call the positions of the receivers X. If they're X, they're going to be X in your play. Yeah, you just convert it to the Alabama language. Well, you know, we, we're sitting here talking about it. We can't even explain it. <laughs> no. Well, I, but I'm just saying, like, if you come and you run the Alabama playbook, then yeah. whatever. It's a, there's, a, there's an offensive staff in there. 
that goes over everything that they do. The defense on the other on the other side of the ball is a staff from upstairs in the thirty thousand dollar a year room. And well, there would the, be people that would say that you and me to a certain extent, but more you you always defend the coach. It's never the coach's fault. Is that ever true? To never the well, coach's sometimes fault? it's coach's fault. Sure it is. Sometimes I just don't think that when you go through the long stead of it, the whole thing of it, it it's uh, you know you, you open up the hole for the you open up for the hole for the guy. The hole's wide open. The guy trips, falls down. Whose fault is it? I tell you, you know whose fault is that? I mean, if you, you throw the ball right in the guy's hands and the guy drops it, is it the coach's fault? I mean, they're, they're, you just you just don't. The coaches do a good job of trying to do what they – is it, there are times that coaches run the wrong stuff. I ran the wrong stuff at times. Offensively, I'm sure, when I was coaching. My fault. Yeah, but can, I, can I, coaches – some guys can motivate guys better than others. I mean, there's better coaches out there than others. Uh, I'm well, not sure. Sure, yeah. sure there is. So, you know, it's not always the players. It's not always the coach. Well, of course it's not. Not well, even started, just, Barry, because we didn't yeah. run the ball in the, inside the five-yard line at Texas A&M. And, that's, and the Alabama fans had it in their minds that he can't call offense because of that. That's those sequences last year. And that is, But when you score well, 40 points a game the last two seasons. If you know something about it, it's different. I don't know anything about dentistry. I don't know how to pull a tooth. And, and Dennis don't Dennis don't know anything about quarterback coaching or you know they just they want to run their mouths and they have a have an opportunity to put stuff on Twitter or whatever they do and uh, you forty know, points a game pretty good. Has there been an offensive coordinator there yet that they've liked Sark to some extent? Yeah. All right, I was just asking. First of May, I just just I'm just asking questions. I'm not. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. First of main condos, three bedroom, three and a half bath, washer and dryer included, stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops, all electric energy efficient appliances. Sounds like nice start there. Internet and direct TV are provided. Ten foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views. Easy access to the river wall. Gated property with security cameras. Located in the historic district of downtown Norport. Right across the bridge of downtown Tuscaloosa. So location, location, location. Give them a call today for the free tour. If you decide to rent, you tell them what you heard on the inside locker room. Here you go. One month free rent. 205-657-7465. Or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Kevin Skarbinski is next. That's the Tide 100.9 SC home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have wrecks on 2059, one eastbound at exit 76, another eastbound at exit 73. Then we have another is westbound near the Brookwood Rest Area, and then another Alabama 216 before 2059 in Lakeview. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Everybody loves Taco Costa. Everything we do in our store, we prepare in our store. You know, we hand cut all of our tomatoes we block and shred our own cheese here in the store so we still busted flat in baton rouge waiting for a train feeling nearly faded as my jeans 
Who sings that, Dad? Is that any good? Is that song any good? Yeah, that's a great song. Who sings that? If the right person sings it, uh, I think I forgot her. Who is that, Joe? The best one that sings it is uh, Miss Shelby Lynn. Shelby Lynn. Shelby Lynn. All right, uh, Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, he's the director of communications with the Coach Safety Program. Also, a great writer with the Birmingham Lead. They also publish his stuff on AL.com, so you can catch all that with uh, Kevin. Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How you doing? Hey, Kevin. Good morning, guys. That's a that's a Janis Joplin song, isn't it? Yes. Well, it is, but she's, uh, Shelby Lynn sings it better than Janis Joplin, I think. It's my opinion. Well, Janis Joplin didn't have a great voice, but she had incredible emotion in her voice. She could, she yeah. could move, make a song move. Kevin, I didn't watch her, Kevin, I didn't watch her emotion. If you're ever writing about that and you're going to write something that's going to make him mad, call him and let that song play for about a minute and then start talking to me. It puts him in a good mood. So we play that song periodically because we like to keep him in a good mood. Do you understand how important it is oh. to keep him in a good mood? Uh, I can relate to that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin, I, I, I talked when we first started the show, uh, Nate Oates' press conference yesterday. And, like, Nate Oates is really dealing with this tragic situation that happened uh, early Sunday morning. He's the one having to talk to the – mother of Darius Miles, the the poor lady uh, who was down here visiting her cousin with a boyfriend, uh, lost her life uh, with a a five- or six-year-old little boy that doesn't even know it yet. Uh, He's having to deal with these players. It's it's a very difficult situation. Just get your comments about uh, what happened. Uh, It was a tragic event. It was, uh, yes, and and the ripples – the ripple effect of that tragedy, as you just laid out, just go on and on. It, it touches so many people. It affects so many lives. And it, it, there is no playbook for how you handle something like this. This is so extraordinary, something that you just don't see. Uh, you see it in, in daily life, sadly, far too often. But you you generally, you know, uh, during the season of a sports team, which seems so trivial and unimportant right now, it's just, I I have no answers. Uh, You know, Nate Oates has to answer questions. He has, as you said, he has to, he has to deal with the emotions of so many people. And and the young men on his team, I, I think people need to realize this was, this was their teammate. Yeah. This this is their this is to many of them this was a brother. Uh, they had you know the relationships, the friendships they had, and I just keep seeing in my head the tweet that Javon Quinterly put out, and it was there were no words. It was just a broken heart. Yeah. And nothing captures it better than that. And so you hope that they can that they can keep things in perspective and they can go about their business and. Uh, but uh, it, it will be very difficult, and and again, the, the, the games in the midst of one of the best seasons Alabama basketball has ever had. Uh, basketball just doesn't seem all that important right now, and that's just that is a superficial layer, if you will, yeah. to uh, a deeper tragedy. Yeah, that 
Yeah. You know, I, I don't feel very comfortable continuing to talk about it. It hurts me so bad. I, I want to think about this little boy not knowing that he's lost his uh, mother is a killer for me. I, I, I struggle with it like crazy. I'm kind of an emotional guy anyway. People don't realize that. But uh, um, the season and the, the um, season has gone quite different quite different for the league. Uh, there's a good chance that Arkansas won't be in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Kentucky will be, I think. Uh, Tennessee and Alabama are the best uh, of the two. Uh, the, the rest of the league is uh, some who are going to be at the top or close to the bottom and the ones that are in the top five that we thought initially, at least I did, not, not you, um, are, are, are going to struggle when they go away from home. Um, you know, just kind of from top to bottom, outside of Tennessee and Kentucky, uh, outside of Tennessee and Alabama, the other twelve teams have sort of been a little bit different than we thought. Well, it does. Se- it does seem that the league is not as strong top to bottom as we might have thought before before the uh, season began, and certainly even, maybe even before conference play began, but. You know, Kentucky is has been a disappointment. Arkansas, for for obvious reasons, <laughs> injuries, uh, most notably, they they've been a disappointment. Yeah. Um, you know, Tennessee has been, I think, as good as advertised, and Alabama has been even better than advertised. Uh, Auburn is is a I think a creature of more of its home court than its overall talent. They they don't have the offensive talent that they've had. In recent years, uh, but they have, but they have managed to again take advantage of that that home court atmosphere they have, and, and build a winning streak there. They have the second longest home winning streak in the country, behind Gonzaga, way behind Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga's in the nineties. Auburn's one twenty eight straight, but Gonzaga's not playing Alabama and Kentucky and Tennessee and teams like that at home. So that's pretty impressive what Auburn has done at home. But again, I think like you said, when they're, they're they have. They've already struggled on the road, and they haven't played many road games yet. So, we're going to see if they can step it up there. But yeah, the overall quality of the league, I think, is is a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, uh, Kevin. Let's talk football. Um, Pete Golding's leaving. Uh, I wish the fans would just let him go. Don't criticize him. You know, he, I, I know his two little boys are great, great little boys, uh, and they're they're moving on to Mississippi. That's where. I know his wife's family's from, so so he's gone. What went into the decision is between he and his uh, family there. I see you wrote an article here about does Nick Saban need Jeremy Pruitt to put his defense back together again? Uh, talk about the pot. Is it a possibility of Pruitt coming here? I got a guy sending me messages saying, well, he may come as an analyst because he's got the NCAA cloud still hanging over him. Everybody says, well, Auburn could hire Hugh Freeze. What's going to keep uh, Alabama from hiring Jeremy Pruitt? Jeremy Pruitt stuff has not been settled yet, so there is a difference there. Just talk to me here. Is, is Pruitt even a possibility to come back to Tuscaloosa? Well, first of all, yeah, you hit it on the head. There's no comparison with between Jeremy Pruitt and other coaches who have had trouble off the field. In, you know, either professionally or personally, because this is not resolved. Yes. The NCAA case is ongoing. You know, Tennessee issued its response. It was not complimentary 
first of all, the NCAA has alleged 18 level one violations against the Tennessee football program, and that's the highest, the most severe level under their new penalty, under their new structure. And a number of them directly name Jeremy Pruitt in 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 creating the violations. So, and Tennessee basically, in its response, threw him under the bus, said he and his staff deceived the university deceived the administration in what they were doing. I, I find that somewhat comical uh, when schools try to distance themselves from coaches after the fact when something's gone wrong. But be that as it may, uh, now the and Tennessee's awaiting for a, you know, they're awaiting a response from the NCAA to their response. That's the next step in the process. And somewhere months and months down the road, there will be an NCAA infractions committee hearing. And then after that, sometime after that, six weeks or so after that, there'll be a ruling and then there can be an appeal. So this is likely going to stretch into next season, which makes it a very challenging decision if Nick Saban indeed wants to bring Jeremy Pruitt back in any capacity uh, to to go ahead and do that. In some ways, the door is open because to for him to bring him back in some capacity because it, there is uncertainty. We don't know what the resolution is going to be. And those violations look much different today. This, and I know people will say, well, that was the rule at the time, and I understand and I agree. But those, the, the severity of those violations looks different today uh, based on the current landscape. You know, uh, So be, be that as it may, Jeremy Pruitt is, if, that, if none of this were true, if he were available for whatever reason, he, it's a no-brainer. He's the only guy out there that's done what Nick Saban needs to get done, and that's get Alabama back to being an elite defense. Not that Alabama hasn't been good. They've been very good. But relatively speaking, look at their rankings. And scoring defense, total defense is nice. Scoring defense is what matters. Points matter. How many you score, how many the other team doesn't score. And Alabama has not been elite since Jeremy. Alabama was the number one scoring defense in the country both years under Jeremy Pruitt in 2016 and 2017. They have only finished in the top ten in scoring defense once since Jeremy Pruitt left for Tennessee. And that was at number nine this year. That's a clear difference. So compared to their peers, yes, I know defense is different today. I've been hearing a lot of this since I wrote the column. It's harder to play defense now. Yes, it is. It's easier to score points than ever. Yes, it is. But compared to their peers, uh, it's easier. It's more difficult for everybody. But, but Georgia manages to do it. They were number five in scoring defense this year, number one last year. So they're putting together top five defenses. Alabama did put together top, a top seven defense every year. Under Kirby Smart and then under, and then Jeremy Pruitt to follow. As I said, they were number one both years. They were number one a couple years under Kirby. How do they get back to being elite on defense? No one has done that. Uh, no one who could, they could hire has already done it like Jeremy Pruitt. It's, uh, what you describe there. Schools go two different directions. Um, I know you know this. Kansas, they're saying protect and back Bill Self. Bill Self did some bad things there, I'm sure. I love Bill Self, but I'm sure he did. Uh, so they're saying, back him, protect him. Jeremy Pruitt, the school, saying what? Crush him. Find everything you can yeah. and correct. Let's put it all on him Yep. so Tennessee uh, can survive this. Kansas wants to keep Bill Self. Uh, there's, there's two t- – they both did wrong things, but uh, – those are two totally different situations right there, and to give them how the school handles it. Two, two, two totally different things. 
Yeah. That, and what that's heightens the, the drama? What and mean? what heightens the drama is not only did Tennessee not want Jeremy Pruitt to stay at Tennessee, they I guarantee you they don't nobody in the SEC wants Jeremy Pruitt coordinating Alabama's defense with that talent. Tennessee has to play them every year. They they don't want they don't want to go against the defense coordinated by Jeremy Def- Jeremy Pruitt. He's elite as a defensive coordinator. Uh, and, and so is, again, uh, I talked to a friend of his, uh, a couple of days ago, talked to a couple, several people about this, and there seemed to be a, a feeling that he is, he is hireable in some capacity. Now, whether that, that doesn't mean he's going to be hired, but that, that was the phrase that was shared with me. And apparently he's in Fort, he's been in Fort Payne, you know, with his family, um, you know, in some ways waiting to see what's going to happen with the NCAA case. But how many times has Nick Saban given coaches who have had issues uh, off the field another a second chance? And it tends to work out very, very well. So we'll see. Is he there are other look. Other guys can have success. Other guys can have success. Other guys can have success in that position based on the talent. And Pete Golding was far better than his critics want to give him want to give him credit for. He just wasn't elite. But is he horrible right now, Kevin? I mean, what are the chances? I don't know. I can't say that. See, that's just it. I don't know, and I don't know that anyone can give a definitive answer. And it is interesting because, you know, there was some very interesting reporting by by AL.com about you, Freeze, going back to when he left Ole Miss and what did Greg Sankey and the SEC do. You know, they had, in essence, a you, Freeze rule uh, that if you were going to hire him, you had to do certain things, uh, you know, and and so – and then they changed it. They basically it was almost a, almost specifically a U freeze rule. And then they made it more generic. And Greg Sankey said, "We don't tell schools who they can and can't hire." So it's it's these are murky waters. It's not crystal clear. And the conference office shouldn't be in the business of telling schools who they can and can't hire. However, they can advise them that if you do this, here are the risks. Yeah. And maybe you might, maybe perhaps you don't want to take those risks. But again, if anybody in college football can, can take the risks associated with hiring Jeremy Pruitt right now, it's Nick Saban in Alabama. I want to ask you, and Dad, I want you to answer this first. This may not be a fair question, so don't answer it if it's not. Is Philip Fulmer a bad guy? A lot of people say he's a bad guy. He's trying to, and he, what he did to Johnny May. Is Philip Fulmer a bad guy? Uh, I want both of y'all guys, you guys to answer it. Wimp, you want to go first? You want me to go first? <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't know if you called him a bad guy. I think he's a guy that uh, was selfish. I think he's. I think when uh, when my buddy who's lost his life now um, had the job, Johnny Majors, that, that, that yeah. Philip Fulmer cut him, uh, cut him behind his back. Uh, I don't know that he's. Uh, uh, I think he. I think he made bad decisions when he got down to the. To three coaches he was going to hire, uh, he selected the wrong one um, because it's, it's been proven. Because he, they didn't. I don't. He may as be as elite in, in, in defense as Kevin says, but he may not be either. I think I think offensive football has overtaken even what Jeremy Pruitt can do. My, my personal opinion: offensive football has gone beyond that now, this day and time. But uh, I think he, I think Philip Fulmer cut Major's guts out, um, tried to run the show, um, 
Alabama did have a did have violations when he turned to me and and was afraid to come you know was afraid to come to the SEC meeting there were violations by Alabama and they were penalized for those violations so uh there's some right and wrong there as far as I'm concerned yep Kevin yeah well he, look he is he's participated in not one but two different coups of a sort at Tennessee one one you're describing with Johnny Majors, which uh, elevated himself to the permanent head football coaching job, and one which brought him back as AD. I mean, people forget about that. Yeah, the, the you know the behind the scenes uh, machinations that went on for him for John Curry, you know, to oust John Curry to bring in Philip uh, Fulmer and try to make him the you know the czar of <laughs> of Tennessee football, and that didn't work out real well. So he, he obviously was a good coach, but I think in some ways also he was obsessed with Alabama. Yeah, absolutely obsessed with Alabama, and that will come back to bite you uh, uh, in mo- almost every time. And so it, I don't know him personally, so I can't say if he's a good guy or a bad guy. But what I do know is I wouldn't want Philip Fulmer within a thousand miles of my program, knowing the things that he's done in his past. Yeah, that. Well, I think I think you know that's I, I agree. I think he's I think he's about himself, as I've already said. Now I ain't got the mm-hmm. enough said for me. Anytime that you have a, a football or basketball coach, or assistant coach, a head coach, what is about himself and wants to be the head coach, you know, you've got you've got problems because you know you got people say one thing to your face and something else to your back. So I think, uh, but I, I I do say that. That there was there were violations. I know I know about the violations, and the violations were involved with a kid that wasn't good enough to play to start with, um, and they even wrote a movie about him. So um, that situation coming in, he was afraid of you know what might happen to him, and which was nothing was going to happen to him really. So I don't really have any more comment on it. I I, I think he's um, I was a Johnny Majors fan all the way and. That's the biggest disappointment me too. I've had. It. Yeah. Me, me too. Me too, Wimp. Uh, I, I enjoyed my visits with Johnny when he was coaching coaching the Vols. I'd go to Knoxville in advance games and spend some time with him. And just just what a great guy uh, to be around. And of course, what a what an excellent coach he was. But hey, let me throw one more. Let me throw one more fun fact at you about this in this offense defense debate. Yeah. In the first eleven years that Nick Saban was the head coach. At Alabama, which includes the the period where Kirby Smart was the defensive coordinator, and then Jeremy Pruitt was a defensive coordinator. Every year in those eleven years, Alabama's defense ranked higher. And again, we're talking about scoring defense and scoring offense. Okay, Alabama's defense ranked higher in the national rankings than its offense. In other words, it would finish in the top one, two, three, four, five in scoring defense, and the scoring offense would be in the twenties or thirties. And then. Then, of course, as things flipped in 2018, after Pruitt left, when Tua became the starting quarterback, all the emphasis, the great, that, those great receivers started to come to Alabama on a regular basis in numbers. Uh, every year since, the five years since, Alabama's offense has ranked higher in the national rankings than its defense. And in those last well, five years, and in those last five years, Alabama's won one national championship. I, I just think, I just think to some degree, that just this is just me, and I'm not trying to get into any fuss about anything. Just I don't, I don't feel that like doing that. But I just think, to some degree, 
you have to, if you study this and write about it and talk about it, you have to study the recruiting. You have to decide uh, if the recruiting was good, bad, or none of the above during those years. You have to study the recruiting, in my opinion. So. Wow, yeah. Well, it's all, the recruiting. That's a whole other subject. Did they, <laughs> did, they, did they emphasize offense more than defense in recruiting? Uh, well, Over the recruiting classes have question. always been, you know, ranked. They haven't the dropped top. off. No. They have not dropped now, off. Do sometimes does a guy get an extra star because he signed with Alabama or Alabama's in there? Do they say, "Ooh, do we miss something there?" So, yeah, uh, who knows? The Alabama effect, yeah, the Alabama bounce, yeah, they used to call it. Yeah, yeah. there is there is something to that. Sure. All right, uh, Kevin, tell everybody about the Coach Safely program and where to get all your great writings. Yeah, we keep seeing these controversies in the NFL, for example, about and not and not necessarily controversies, but you know, unfortunate injuries and. You know uh, the Demar Hamlin situation with his cardiac arrest, and and you know you think of all the incredible medical personnel and and resources that are available on a on an NFL sideline, on a college sideline, uh, even to a lesser extent on a high school sideline. You don't have that at a youth youth football game, or a youth basketball game, or a youth baseball, softball, soccer, et cetera game. That's why Coach Safely was created by Coach Jack Crow. Dr. James Andrews, Drew Ferguson, and et cetera, et cetera. Dr. Jimmy Robinson was integral to putting the Coach Safely training course together for youth coaches so they have a baseline level of knowledge so they'll know what to do. First of all, to try to prevent injuries, that's the ideal, but they are going to happen, and when they do, do you know what to do? If you're, if you're, a, if you're a lawyer, an accountant, um, a steel worker, a bus driver, whatever your day job, and you have, out of the goodness of your heart, you coach kids, you need to know what to do because you're not trained in injury recognition and prevention. Coach Safely gives you that training. And in the state of Alabama, thanks to so many supporters, up to and including the governor, uh, because there is a state law that mandates this, you can take that course at no cost to you. So go to coachsafely.org, find out, take, you can take the course right now. You can go to the website, click on login, on the, on the homepage and take that course. It won't take you an hour, maybe an hour, 15 minutes at the most, but you'll be more ready than ever to coach those kids this spring in baseball, softball, soccer, whatever you're coaching. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Thanks Kevin. You guys. Have Thank a great you. week. All right, Kevin. I Stanley. think the one, uh, the one thing that will be interesting to me is the fact that the people who wanted the defensive coordinator out, if that's fine, and they want the offensive coordinator out, so I would expect, based on that, that these people with a new quarterback and the five, four, five, that these people that want that will will see an offensive coordinator come in who will be much, much better than Tom. <laughs> much, much better. But they're going to say, where's my quarterback, Coach? Can I watch some film on my guy that played last year? Well, he didn't play. Yeah, that's right. They'll didn't be much play. better. They've lost, they have lost now five wide receivers and uh, they – they lost an outstanding quarterback. So the the, uh, the the new offensive coordinator will be much better than, than he was. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alabama 1, www.alabama1.org. Looking to purchase that vehicle, your dreams. They got the fast application right there on the website. Get your the car you want and the payment you need. You can uh, qualify for the loan right there at the website. Rates as low as 2.99%. Terms will up to 84 months. Get pre-approved. Before you shop, they also have an Alabama One Auto Mall that you can pick the car out right there. Go to www.alabama1.org. Also, I want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. 
If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Phone lines will be open, 205-342-9904. Listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama Sports. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have wrecks on 2059, one eastbound at exit 76, another eastbound at exit 73. Then we have another is westbound near the Brookwood Rest Area, and then another Alabama 216 before 2059 in Lakeview. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Jackson Hewitt guarantees your biggest tax refund, plus a chance to double your refund with a double refund sweepstakes. No purchase necessary. U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2027. Tomorrow, cloudy and mild. A chance of showers during the day. Strong thunderstorms arrive late tomorrow night. The high 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have wrecks on 2059, one eastbound at exit 76, another eastbound at exit 73. Then we have another is westbound near the Brookwood Rest Area, and then another Alabama 216 before 2059 in Lakeview. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Boring on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room, Alabama One. I told you about those guys, but Andrew Kniffer, we're going to Andrew Kniffer. He's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. If you're looking for home, life, auto, I made the switch over a couple years ago. Andrew and his staff take great, great care of me. Let them do the same for you. Give them a call today. They'll... Uh, take all your information down, uh, get you a free quote, email it right there to you, then you can make the decision uh, as to whether you want to change or not. I did, and uh, it was great for me and still has been. 205-722-9201. All right, Jerry Stackhouse uh, talked about uh, how to defend Alabama, Dad. It's about a minute and a half clip here. I'm going to have Jerry Stackhouse tell you what they want to try to do. Uh, and you tell me if you think he's correct. Here was Coach Stackhouse about defending the Crimson Tide. Saturday and looking ahead to Alabama coming up tomorrow night, 7.30, we'll have pregame at 7 o'clock for Memorial Gym. Face the Crimson Tide tomorrow. I just think their offense is really interesting. And it's, for you, it has to be really challenging to come up with a scheme defensively to defend what they do. It's basically a layup or it's a three-pointer. They pass it really well. What stands out in trying to, to match up and defend those things? Just to try to eliminate some of their threes. Um, again, really closing out to them, taking some of them away uh, there. 
they're not a team that's going to live in the mid-range. They're going to either try to get all the way to the basket or they're going to shoot their threes. And so I think for, for us, it's um, trying to uh, have a scheme that, that makes sure that we're covering those guys up. They, they're, they're really good, got, got good shooters. And, and the ones that they miss, they go back and get. So I think that's the, you know, we talked about it, you know, probably all year long, all season is our rebounding and we've gotten better at it and we've, we've had some focused attention on that and it will be no more important game because it's going to be a lot of long shots and right. long rebounds and, it's, and it becomes 50-50 balls. It's just a matter of who wants it the most. And I think that's, uh, you know, what we have to focus on is really getting to them, contesting them at three, but not relaxing. When that ball goes up, not running in and trying to, run to the paint to rebound we need to go find bodies and um you know when we do that we're pretty good because we're you know our, our defense is pretty solid in the half court now it's about securing the rebound and uh, and finishing it off and so much more of that falls on the guards doesn't it to, to be in the right spots for those long rebounds when they come off yeah definitely i mean we want we want everybody just to hold them and i think a, the perfect rebound is one that everybody's boxing out and one can hit the floor and then you pick it up right? yeah so that, so that means everybody's checked off and that's, that's hard to do when you got athletes playing the athletes that we have. And, and, and same with us. We want to be aggressive going to the offensive boards. We want to make sure that we're making double moves and not just resting on guys back for our guys that, that are supposed to go and creating a, and creating the proper floor balance with, with our guards, making sure that we're getting somebody in the hole, somebody at half court to kind of pick up the ball. And, and, and that's our scheme. I, I thought about maybe sending, you know, you know, send them, you know, one more. But, um, I woke up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dream I have. Maybe. All right, explain to the listener, Dad, what he means when he says long shots equal long rebounds. Well, when you shoot the three, uh, the three comes out there more, more longer. Yeah, uh, it may go. It may go all all the way to the other side. It may come all the way back to you. Or it may go up to 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 uh, towards ten second line. And to some degree, that's what he said. The, the other factor that that um, is very critical in defending Alabama is to pressure the dribbler without getting beat. When you get beat and they throw the, the lob pass to Charles back on the backside, uh, it's not anything but a dunk. Holly up shot. He's got good hands. He catches it, and and you're, you're forward. You're, and it's not easy to do, but uh, that uh, along with. Uh, Alabama's lost uh, of the two games that they've lost this year. Uh, they lost uh, a game to a team that scored a lot of twos against them, and that was Gonzaga scored a pile of twos against them, and and uh, you know, that was effective. So um, I, I don't I don't think I don't think you necessarily have to fight threes with threes. You have to def- defense threes and cut down on number of threes and make a few threes yourself. But you, it's possible to stay in the game. Enough getting get into the line, but you have to you have to defend the dribbler with your arms and your hands up and discourage the pass. And any time that uh, and Charles gets behind the defense, um, that lob pass is liable to be there. And when you combine that lob, you know he's talking about they don't they don't get many twos. That, that to some degree that's true, but uh, they also get get several more lob passes. Uh, talk about coaching in that gym. Uh, the the benches are on the baseline now. They have allowed the coaches oh, to walk, it. changed yeah. it, and let them walk up the sideline. They wasn't like that when you and I oh. coached last. Um, in that gym, the the floor is goes down. Uh, so you're the people that are down there looking up. So it's a different type arena. I personally think 
the teams that I've had in there, and I don't know how you feel, we've always shot the ball well in there. I think it's a shooter's gym, to be honest with you. Just talk about playing in Memorial. Well, you know, according to what kind of shooters you have, we won the SEC tournament there, beat Tennessee in a great game in the finals of the SEC tournament, same gymnasium. Uh, we couldn't get out. We couldn't move out of the box there. Couldn't go down the sidelines like they do now. I think that's helpful to the coaches some. If they don't overdo it, uh, I would have probably overdone it. But um, I think um, I, I think it has not been in the past years is uh, as, as an effective home court as it has back in the years back years ago when um, when I was assistant coach and also the head coach. It was just about impossible it uh, has become a situation where they certainly had a good night uh the second after after uh, just after the seven technical fouls were attempted shots by by uh arkansas um it, it lit a fire under under them under vanderbilt and while lighting that fire, they made some shots. Sometimes they light a fire under you, don't make any shots. They lit a fire under them, and they made shots. And uh, the big kid came in, who's not a bad player at all, a kid from, from Iowa, and uh, helped him some. He's certainly not as gifted as some of the Alabama players. It'll be a very difficult game. Uh, for I, It'll be a – I don't know what kind of game it'll be because I'm not sure – Exactly the, the mood of Alabama. If, if if Alabama plays the way they normally play, Alabama has a very good chance to to pick up another road win. They have have won at Mississippi State, which is big, and won at Arkansas. So um, it it will be, you know, it'll be a tough game for a while. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Alabama be able to pull the thing on through uh, when the game is over. Yeah, I just have no idea what kind of. Well, I don't have Middle. the I don't have the answer to that. I'm yeah. not trying to speculate. No, me either. What's going to happen there? Yeah, if they don't play well, I hope people certainly don't criticize them because it's tough. Well, they're going to criticize them. You know, no doubt people are going to criticize you. If you get beat, you get you know, there's always a, there's always a reason that you got beat, and they know the reason. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to the uh, Andrew Kniffer hotline. Get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Hey, I don't, I don't. I figure Jeremy Pruitt didn't do nothing that he wasn't told to do, and we know who was behind this. He used Jeremy Pruitt as a scapegoat. No, no, Bryce. Uh, yeah, that yeah, doesn't because, happen. That doesn't happen. The AD doesn't say, "Hey, go." That's 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 totally one hundred percent incorrect. The, the AD does not say. I tell you what, go put cash in a McDonald's bag or what, do, go give pay for this mother's. No, that doesn't happen, Bryce. What what makes you think that didn't happen? Because that just oh, doesn't uh, happen, Bryce. Bryce, let me tell you something, son. You call on this <laughs> show all the time. We listen to it, but that's not that's not correct. Whether no, you dislike him, well, I like him, or dislike him, that's not correct. Well, that's my personal opinion, but... Uh, well, that's fine. You can have one. Everybody's got one. You, you got a wrong one again. Yeah. Do you think... Uh, I'm, do you think... It, I, y'all talking about a bad guy, what he did to Johnny Major, what he did to uh, uh, anybody else, you know? He's Let's see. Now, the word, now what, what, is, what, is the, what is the word anybody else? What does that mean? Uh. He's not a good guy. Well, I you asked know, him that, but I'm saying 
he may not be, but he didn't. Like he gave Jeremy Pruitt a, a tremendous opportunity, and Jeremy screwed it up. All right, right. he didn't. He didn't bring him in there. And say, I tell you what, now we get you in here. You start doing all these things so I can lose my job and you can use, lose your job. He didn't do that. He gave Jeremy Pruitt a great opportunity, and Jerry, Jeremy screwed it up. But right. now, did he do some other things prior to Jeremy Pruitt? Uh, turning Alabama in, to me, wasn't wrong because Alabama was cheating. They were coming to his state and cheating. So you turn them in. That's just how it works. Hey. That's true, but he was doing the same thing, you know. Alabama <laughs> like, could turn him in. Well, that's true. It's a doggy dog eat world out there, and it always has been. Yeah, but but I, I got, I don't like it. You know, that stuff at yeah. the bottom of the ocean, that a whale, yeah. food, that's where I'm at with it. Well, that, that doesn't make any difference whether you like him or dislike him. That's not, that's not the facts of the matter. The yeah. facts of the matter, you're incorrect. Yeah, I don't. I'm not crazy about him, but I don't think he brought Jeremy Prudence out. That you start cheating, and this is how you need to do it. I don't believe that. That's what you said. So. Well, just to, to, to a certain extent, but see, he retired. Jeremy Pruitt didn't get a dime, but if Jeremy did all this stuff, he shouldn't get no money. I agree with that. But uh, I, I, I don't think he's a squeaky clean. Let's just say that. Nobody said he was. Thank you, Bryce. I never said he was squeaky clean. I just said that uh, he didn't instruct Jeremy Pruitt to go out and start paying people. And people say, well, it's legal now. Well, it wasn't then. So, too bad. All right, Dad, tell me about Constant Companion before we get to break and get Doug in. Well, Constant Companion couldn't even handle the rain this morning. I had him out five times, had her out five times. But uh, Constant Companion is a really great outfit. They have a great hospital. They do a great job in caring for your animal. Uh, they're at 635-0313. If you go in and tell them you heard it on our show, they'll give you half price. They know what they're doing, and I've been, I've had uh, a, a dog for a long, long, long time. And these people are, are first class and know what they're doing. And I think if you, if you're out this way and can go by the Narrows uh, and at one fifty the Narrows and and take your animal in there, you'll be well pleased. Thank you. All right, also Royal Cleaners Pickup and Delivery. They want to make life easy for you. So you can dial this number, Joe, 205-391-0034. They'll show up to you, give them all the laundry. They'll take it away and come back. Boom, it'll be clean, hung up, in the bags, taking great care of you. want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road, 205 391 Three, four Royal Cleaners for all your cleaning needs. You listen to Tide 100.9 to see home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. From the Town Square Media Newsroom, I'm Mary Kay. In the case of Darius Miles, the Alabama basketball player that was charged with capital murder. And on our free Tuscaloosa Thread app, you can get the latest information on the University of Alabama athletics statement about Darius Miles, Alabama men's basketball head coach Nate Oates and his response, and a statement from the attorneys of Darius Miles. And a GoFundMe was created to help support the son of the 23-year-old mother that was killed on the Tuscaloosa Strip. For those details, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we still have wrecks on 2059, one eastbound at exit 76, another eastbound at exit 73. Then we have another is westbound near the Brookwood Rest Area, and then another Alabama 216 before 2059 in Lakeview. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Towns and Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Get unlimited talking text plus 8 gigs of high-speed data for just $40 a month. Plus, unlimited carryover data. Track phone wireless. Now you're in control. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers today and tonight. The high today, 69, tonight's low, 57. Tomorrow, cloudy and mild. A chance of showers during the day. Strong thunderstorms arrive late tomorrow night. The high, 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right up to the um, Alabama One hotline. Go to www.alabama1.org. He's back from Hawaii, Dad. He was in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks out in Hawaii. That's now. So he's a Hawaiian now, uh, and he's probably used to that time zone. And when you come back, it is eight hours br- different. It's brutal uh, to get your. Uh, clock in your. Well, he's been back a day, Barry. That's what he oh, wasn't on yesterday. Oh, hey, Doug, how you doing, my man? Doug Bell, PGA Tour ready. Is Doug with us? Uh, Doug, I can't hear John Rom. I can't hear Doug. Ahead. I can't hear Doug. Doug, where are you? you guys, All right, now you I guys got, got you. me. Now we got you, Doug. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, John Rom wins the first. Morning, Doug. Good morning. Uh, John Rom wins the first event. And uh, yep. Tom Tom wins the second event. Uh, a side story to that was that Spieth uh, didn't make the cut. People like Spieth a right. great deal because he act he acts right, and he is uh, he's got his own deal now with his family. So he's traveling with a big with a big not bus but a big whatever you call it an RV. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, these those two guys played well. Tom's really a good young player. John Rahm is the guy that came back from, you know, they made a big deal out of Monica, uh, how you pronounce it, Colin, uh, you know, choked. I don't think he choked. The other guy just played, you know, made 10 birdies. Uh, and then and then there's a big talk about speed a little bit, not playing well. Uh, I don't know how JT did. I meant to look at it and forgot it. Um, so tell our listeners about the golf first. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, the first two weeks in Hawaii and the first week the Century Tournament Champions is what they now call an elevated event, uh, which uh, is all the top-ranked players. They play for triple the money. And the only guy who didn't play was Rory McIlroy because you're allowed to sit out one event, and he decided to sit out the first one. And so then you go to the second event at Sony, and it is not an elevated event, so you don't have all the top players, although a guy like Jordan Spieth, he's an analytics guy, and everything pointed that he always plays well at Wiley, so he decided to play and unfortunately missed the cut. So that's where we're going to have guys from here on out. Uh, These elevated events, like in two weeks in San Diego, the Farmers Insurance, JT, Rory, all the guys will be there this week. The American Express, Rom is playing this week because he's won there before. But this this will have more of the guys who maybe aren't household names. So from here on out, that's how the PJ Tour is going to go. You'll have elevated events with all the big names, and you'll have regular events, even though they don't want to call them regular events. Uh, with some of the lesser guys. And so we're going to be introduced to a lot of young players um, who maybe the the average golf fan has never heard of. I want to ask you one question. I had felt like in watching Spieth play that in discussing it, the shots with his caddy that he didn't have a complete agreement uh, and that he gambled some. Uh, I may be dead wrong. You can correct me if I am. Uh, but there's shots that he hit that he was a little bit of a, I think I can, I think this, I think that. Not really. Uh, am I wrong on that? No, you're right on. Um, Michael Greller is the caddy for Jordan Spieth. And what's interesting, guys, Michael Greller was a high school history teacher. And he was a friend of a friend and carried for Justin Thomas in the U.S. Amateur. And, and JT and Jordan Spieth are really good friends. And so when they both turn pro at the same time, Jordan's looking for a caddy. And JT says, this guy Greller, I mean, he's not a golfer, but he did a pretty good job for me at the U.S. Amateur. Uh, and so that's how that relationship started. So, Coach, to answer your question, Michael Greller is not a golfer. Never oh, has been. And, and so you're right. Jordan, I mean, Greller gives him numbers and then gives him his opinion. But most of the time, Jordan Spieth overrules that. Yeah, and and I would say most players are like that. But in yeah. that regard, that's a little more so because because again, Michael never played golf, never played professionally. Uh, he yeah. is just a professional yeah. caddy. And the things that I saw, uh, Doug, when he when he overruled him, he made a mistake. Uh, I'm not. You always second <laughs> guess him. Yeah. He, I thought I thought that he that he misplayed things and. Uh, um, now, now these two are you still over there? You're not. You're back in the states, aren't you? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm back in town. I am. Okay. Now, it, t- tell our listeners about the next event. Well, um, it's the American Express in Palm Springs. You know, we're back on the mainland now, yeah. and so we'll I've spend time in California and Arizona. Yeah, uh, I've been they'll play three right. courses. That, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, and you play the Nicholas Tournament Course, the Palmer Course, I play and that. the Country yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful golf, um, you, you know, with a mountain surrounding. There's no wind. The sun is usually shining. The temperature is usually in the high 70s. Uh, they call it dome golf. It's like playing inside a dome. 
because the conditions are so perfect. So uh, thank a lot of trainer and I, yeah, trainer got out there, and, and there was a football coach at Mississippi State who was running one of those deals out there, and he let us own. And we got on the Palmer Private and the Nicholas Private as well as the other one. Yeah. It was part of the thrill of my lifetime. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, Coach, you should be thrilled because those golf courses are usually in the best shape these guys play just because the weather is such. Where And, and it's easy to maintain golf courses uh, when you have that kind of weather. Tell, tell Barry around. and them about the bunker. Tell Barry and them about the bunker on 17. Well, that, that's on the stadium course. And yeah. that fall, it's a par five, and it falls off the back left, and it goes down about 100 feet. And that was the famous, uh, the old Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill. That used yeah. to be where they played Bob Hope, the Bob Hope yeah. uh, Desert right. Classic. He couldn't, he couldn't get and out. That, couldn't get out. And they had to form a human chain to get Tip O'Neill out of the bunker. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a blind, it's a blind shot out of the bunker, guys. Um, I know Scotty Scheffler last year hit a great shot out of there uh, and allowed him to have a chance to win. But, yeah, no, that's, guys, that's a very unique deal. Uh, and, that and Lee Trevino and, made a hole in one on that hole, on that on that uh, one of those court one of those on the holes next one. Of, yeah, next the one. next one the par three. Yeah, yeah. okay. He did that yeah. in the skins game. Yeah, that, that's yeah. where they played the skins game for years. So yeah. this yeah. is a golf course that's been around on the PGA Tour for a long, long time. Uh, they have now. What you'll notice, guys, when you see it on television, uh, the stadium course coach and Barry. They've taken all the trees out. There are no trees any any longer on the golf course anywhere. It's a really it's a treeless. Yeah, treeless golf course. They didn't want. Oh, they, they, oh! I wish I was that age and back there. Then. Sounds like wow. my, my kind of course, treeless golf course. Yeah, oh, that is a, absolutely. That was about, that was one of the most wonderful weeks we've ever I've ever had. We'd fly to Ontario and then bus bus over to over there. Not bus, but take a rental car. My my my, my all my <laughs> golf buddies and those days are over. Well, yeah, you should there. go do it. All my guys that passed away, I'm the only one living. Uh, I got you. Probably got a couple that would let you take them. Uh, we're talking yeah. to Doug Bell, PGA Tour Radio. Doug, how long were you in Hawaii? Were you ready to come home? Were you in, spend some time in Maui and Honolulu? Maui's much no. nicer than Honolulu, right? Doug, were you in both? Well, it's, yeah, I was in both. Uh, you know, I was in seven days, seven days. So uh, the Maui is is very laid back. Um, it's just to me, I like that lifestyle. It, it moves very slow. Uh, you have these incredible vistas where you see the ocean and Molokai and you see whales bouncing around in the ocean. I mean, it's, it's fabulous. It really uh-huh. is. And, and listen, I, li- I like Honolulu too. It's just, you know, we stay down and the golf course is three miles from our hotel down by Waikiki, the yeah. uh, beach. Yeah. And it's, you know, over the years, you know, Elvis has shot movies there. Uh, people have shot TV shows there and it's exactly what you see on television movies. It's crowded. There's a ton of people, um, so uh, there's a lot of energy, uh, and it's very expensive. It, it, it's kind of like New York City in the islands. Honolulu is the way I describe it, but it's great. I mean, I, I, I love them both. And the cool thing, guys, about going to the golf course every day, uh, from our hotel to Wailai is only three miles. And if and there's a hill right in the middle, which is Diamond Head. And so you go up to the top of Diamond Head and look down, and there's a place to park the car where you can get out and look down. And it's it's a view like you've never seen before. Uh, yeah. And then of course you go down to the golf course. But yeah, no, it's Hawaii is fantastic, guys. It really is. And I know you guys have been there. It's just um, it's one of those special places. 
And I go, I, my my schedule allows me to go out there every four years for PGA Tour Radio. So this yeah, is the, my, state, the stadium course is something else. Now, Jordan Spieth obviously yeah. couldn't take his RV to Hawaii, but tell me a little bit about right. this. Tell me a little bit about what he's doing now with the RV and the family. What's he doing? Well, you know, he uh, has a little baby boy now who's about eight months old. Yeah. And he want, he wants the baby to travel, he and his wife to travel with him. Um, and so he, and this is not like he's not hopping in the RV and driving himself. Oh, I understand. He is, yeah, he has bought this massive, it's like a John Madden cruiser. And from what I understand, he has hired um, a host of drivers. Uh, two two drivers will always go with them, depending how far the trip is, and they plan on driving to most every tournament now. His wife and son. Um, now he also has, obviously, you know, it's interesting, guys. He told a story out in Hawaii. Uh, the first time he went out to Hawaii, he flew coach, and he said he was like row forty six B, right in the middle of everybody. He said it was awful. It was a long flight, and he he told his family, he said, "I'm never going to fly coach again." And then, of course, the next year is when he won. You know, two major championships and five wins and, you know, had the great year. So he laughed. He goes, I never had to fly coach again. So he's been going private, but now with his family, he wants to go RV. And it, they, he's excited about it. Wait a minute. He's going to ride on the RV yeah. or he's going to fly the private plane and meet the RV? He, he, he's, well, I, I think it, it, it depends on logistics. If okay. it's close enough, they'll drive because. It's going to be one of these massive RVs with bedrooms and, you know, a uh, playroom for the baby, et cetera. But, it, you know, it, like, for example, he lives in Dallas. Uh, the PGA Championship's in New York City. I doubt very seriously they're going to, you know, hop the family in the RV and go from Dallas to New York. So they'll probably fly there and the RV will meet them. But, and the thing about the RV guys, uh, he's not the only guy that does that. There's like an RV village, if you will, at every tournament. There's probably, I'd say, a dozen to 14 players who do the same thing, and they set up in a location close to the golf course, and all the families get together and cook out and things like that. So, so the match is um, over. Justin Thomas going to walk down into the RV and cook a burger with him, watch watch a game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think something like that. It'll sure. be like a big tailgate, right? Yeah. So yeah. There you um, go. Life, lifestyles of the rich and famous, guys. What can I tell you? Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Truth, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you. That's you too, uh, Doug. <laughs> if you're a kicker for the Dallas Cowboys, do you turn your <laughs> do you turn your phone off this morning? Worried that they yes. may cut you. Don't check your email when you go up to the <laughs> Dallas Cowboy facility. Are you hoping that your little key card works? If it doesn't work, it's going to be bad news. What's this guy going through this morning? Well. You know, and, and we've been talking golf guys, and sometimes you just get the shanks, yeah. and it's it just sneak, you know, sneaks in. Yep. You hit these squirrely shots, you're like how'd that happen? Yeah. And then for him to miss as many as he did, I'm glad he finally made one there at the end. Um, yeah, I think he's, I think he is going to be the uh, today at the facility. I think he's going to be out in that practice field, and they need to make sure he's he's back in tow. I mean, you know, they're playing San Francisco, man. You got to have a kicker. There's no question about that. Do they Apparently, keep him? They gonna keep him? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I I think it's a little late now to make a change unless he goes out today and and just keeps 
shanking him in practice. Well, he, he kicked he, he kicked that ball. He kicked that ball trying to draw it a little bit because he was on the. If you face the goal, he was on the left side, and he's wanting right. to draw it a little bit, and it didn't draw. Which was worse, Dad, what? his kicking or Doug picking games? It's a toss-up. <laughs> it's a toss-up. Hey, keep in mind, guys, too, uh, he, th- that was natural grass. And so say whatever you want. They, and I'm just throwing this out there because I read this. Tampa, you know, Dallas came in last night 1-3 this season on grass. And so apparently Tampa Bay had the grass up a little higher than normal last night. So I'm just maybe – that, maybe that bothered a guy because, you know, professional kickers don't use a tee or anything. You just put it right down on the ground. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that had something to do with it. Cause he's an, he's a turf. He's almost perfect when he kicks at Dallas. He doesn't miss any. Now he'll be, I picked pick Dallas weekend. to win by the way. Doug, oh, make a prediction for me. <laughs> yeah. Who's Nick saving on hire as a defensive coordinator? Wow. A uh, great question. Um, you know, I, I think, Probably the guy from Wisconsin. Okay, uh, Coach Leonard. You know he's Leonard. been there a long time, and and you know that would be unusual, right? A, a guy who spent most of his career in the Big Ten, but I think he is well respected, and and I don't think he's in the plans, obviously, for uh, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. So that that's the. I think the good thing about what Coach Saban is looking for now is he's got a lot of really, really good candidates. And and I think whoever he brings in, um, obviously, is going to work with him. But I think the defense will have somewhat of a different look. And I think that's a good thing. I think change is always good, especially when you're one of the elite programs in the country, top one or two. I think change is good. And, and listen, I, I kind of – it would be great if they somehow got the guy from Georgia – he has Alabama ties, and I think you'd be taking a weapon away from the Bulldogs. So uh, I think those are your top two guys. That guy's Joe, and that guy like thirty three. Yeah, like thirty. If you're thirty three, you ready to run your own defense for Nick Saban? Yeah, he's a hard nose. You got to be able to. Yeah, yeah. you got to be able to recruit. Yeah, I mean, and that's the bottom line. I if mean, you're an Alabama, I'm so tired of people uh, sacking the if, if Doug, I think you and I could recruit for Nick Saban. I mean, it's the University of Alabama. <laughs> I mean, everybody, they got more players in the NFL than anybody. These guys are making a pile of money. You got all the championship rings. Is it really that hard to recruit for Alabama, Doug? Well, I, I think so because really? you're going against you're going against the same guys. I mean. You're all recruiting these five-star kids. Georgia's in with a family. Ohio State's in with a family. Dabo and Clemson's in with a family. It's the you know Texas uh, and Sark is in with a family. Um, I so think it's very hard. I think it's very hard. Yeah, I think it's hard. I, and I yeah. and I think the the, I the bottom line is, I think Coach Saban is the closer. I mean, he's the guy who sits down with the families and um, yeah. I mean, he's. I don't think it's that hard. If I can, get, I, first yeah. of all, I can get in there at any time, so it doesn't matter if I hadn't been yeah. recruiting. If I make a phone call, I'm in it immediately, and you just get Coach Saban in there when he comes. You go against, you go against Georgia in that recruiting. It's very, it's not easy at all. You got to beat yeah. one school. I, okay, okay, Barry. I don't agree. Well, 
I don't know. Recruiting you know, and, and, at I, Ole Miss? Now, that's hard. Recruit at Mississippi State, that's hard. Recruit at South Carolina, that's hard. In Alabama, recruiting at Alabama, recruiting at Alabama is hard. No, I don't think so. Very hard behind the scenes. You have to work your fanny off. It's easy for you, for you to get on a radio show and well, tell no, about no, no, how no. easy I, it I, is. Not, it's not hard. They work hard. I'm not saying that they work hard. It's hard. So it's harder to recruit at Alabama than it is. Yeah, at, well, there's, at, a, there's a many, there's a many a coach that's going to go in there and cut your guts out. So could you be a better recruiter at Ole Miss or Alabama? Well, you start going comparison. Well, I'm just saying that those are the jobs that are hard to recruit. You at. said at Alabama it, was, it wasn't hard. You're wrong. Okay, Doug, I'm wrong. Okay. Well, I just, I, you know, I, I think when you're recruiting the cream of the crop, the best, of the best. Uh, these young men, you know, they have a short list, and we, we threw it out there. And so Alabama has to convince them that and, – and listen, and, and they've won most of – they won them in the, this year. They got the number one recruiting class. So Texas A&M uh, got the number one recruiting class last year. Um, You'll know that so, in two I mean, years. What, yeah, I mean, what does that mean? Uh, obviously it didn't help Texas A&M because they didn't have a quarterback. But to answer your question, Barry, <laughs> to go back, uh, I, I think it is hard. I think it's hard, and I think what Coach Saban has done year after year after year is is nothing short of incredible. I mean, really, for him not to have any sort of—I mean, he never falls off. That's the amazing thing: the 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 level of recruiting has never fallen off. Would you say you have a? Would y'all years? agree you have a lot of built-in advantages recruiting for Alabama, from facilities to the guys in the NFL to the championship rings? And the Nick Saban, you got a lot of built-in advantages that other people don't have. Would you guys say now? So, so your facilities, uh, your facilities, you said are better. Guys in NFL, you said that made it better. That that could make it a little better. Yeah, all the money they're making. Yeah, you come here, you're a five star. This is your percent to go to the NFL. It's hard. It's hard, but it's not as hard as recruiting in Kentucky. Recruiting, recruiting is hard. It's hard. (laughs) <laughs> but I tell you what, if you if you're if you're coaching basketball and you walk in a gym and you got that Duke shirt on, Doug, that's a strong shirt walking in the gym. Oh, well, you, yeah. uh, let them walk yeah. in there this year. Yeah. <laughs> strong shirt, Doug. Strong shirt. Oh no, I mean no. It goes without saying that the blue bloods have have a built in advantage because obviously when they call, everybody takes their call. That's right. Yeah, that, that's obvious. And you yeah, you've, got, you've got to give Nick Saban so much credit for the organization and the, the, the thoughts and all that he's put through it. Uh, it wasn't, you know, certainly easier than it was at Michigan State. But you got you got a. I, I, no, I'm saying Nick Saban is great. He but being his assistant gives you some built-in advantages, a lot of built-in advantages that other coaches don't have when they yeah, go it in. Also give, it also gives you an open door to leave if you don't get the guy he thought you should get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. All right, Doug, uh, tell us about MD Wellness and Aesthetics before you go. Yeah, yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, Susan is there today. Uh, it's 650 Inverness Corners, uh, 205-582-9213. Uh, and we're talking, guys, we talk every week about the laser treatments, the Botox, hormone replacement. Uh, I mean, they do it all there. And the great thing about it is you go in and sit down for a consultation uh, with Susan uh, and Dr. Mancuso, 
and you figure it out. And we're not talking just ladies, guys. That's what I want to emphasize. It's for the men, too, because when I go see Susan and Dr. Mancuso to check on things, there's a bunch of guys going in and out, and they've gotten all sorts of stuff, guys. Uh, Botox, uh, they've gotten the laser treatments. Uh, they're on all sorts of, you know, maybe a weight loss plan that they have. So go check it out. Again, MD uh, Wellness and Aesthetics. Uh, Doug, before you leave, uh, is it would it be against the rules to ask you when you get married? Uh, <laughs> well, Barry yeah. asked me that last week. I did. Uh, oh, he did. Did, did. He don't know yet. Yeah, I he don't know. I, I, it, there you go. There Thank you go. And you know, listen, we were talking about recruiting, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I had to do a serious recruiting job, guys. I had to do a serious yeah, recruiting job. That's, that's recruiting all. right there. And I, let, me ask, yeah. let me ask you a question. Let me ask you another question. Have yeah. you sold the two lamps? <laughs> I've been traveling, Coach. The lamps are still in the garage. Doug, give them yeah. to her for a wedding present. Doug, you're a good recruiter. <laughs> so you'd be a great recruiter yeah. in Alabama. You recruited her. Give, her. give her the two lamps for a wedding present. Yeah. <laughs> She knows they're in the garage. Let's put it that way. Doug, go get you some rest. Go get you some rest. All right, boys. I'll talk to you next week. We're not going to make you predict a game. Thank you, Doug. He needs needs some rest. Boy, needs some rest. All right, tell him about uh, Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that we talk about each and every day. Got problems? Then the phone number is 345-1234. If you got problems that uh, you're not sure what to do, what, what direction to go, then they'll visit with you on the telephone, and they will advise you uh, in the very, very best way. They may they may take your case. They may not. But if they do, then you go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them in detail. And whatever problem you have, they can, they can help you a great deal with it. And the proof's in the pudding because they've done that for so long and been so successful so that Bob and I played golf together a hundred years ago. He's got two cohorts there with him and do a great job with him and Prince Clover and Hayes are outstanding people. Another people uh, another person that's outstanding is my little dog Sam and she's at Constant Companion Animal Hospital. She's not there but she's with me. Six three five zero three one three and if you need uh some advice as to your animal, they'll be a, do a great job with you, and they'll give you a half price when you first did. That's it. Do you think Lamar Jackson was really hurt? Um, I don't know, Barry. Joe, know he was really hurt, Lamar Jackson. Sort of hurt. Or was he feelings hurt about his contract, and he said, you know what, I ain't going to risk no more injury. Till I get paid. A little of both. Yeah. Wayne's Pest Control served over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from those unwanted pests. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also can keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. 866-WAYNES-1. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. This is Ty 100.9. is the home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, good news, no active wrecks. The bad news, the rain continues across the area. Please turn your lights, wipers on, slow down, and be careful. If you see any conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you want a great deal on a new or used vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. Tremendous selection, low finance rates, and top dollar on your trade. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Under the biggest cactus in town, Taco Casa. Quality is, is number one. you got to start with a good quality product, but it's got to be at a good value to the customers. Everything is about quality. You just can't. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy, the chance of a few scattered showers today and tonight. The high today, 69. Tonight's low, 57. Tomorrow, cloudy and mild. A chance of showers during the day. Strong thunderstorms arrive late tomorrow night. The high, 71. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 59 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I just as soon stay home. First and Main Condos, located in the historic district of downtown Northport. Three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums, washer and dryer included, direct TV and uh, internet provided right there you're right across the bridge and you're into downtown Tuscaloosa. less than a couple of minutes five minutes to bryant denny stadium it's a gated community there with security cameras give them a call today one month free rent if you tell them you heard it on inside the locker room 205-657-7465 or go to first in main condos.com or get to the first in main condo hotline and bring tim in good morning tim good morning guys how are you morning. Good. I know the show's almost over. It's kind of been on my mind. I was going to tell you an observation. It's just my opinion. And I don't know if I'm really asking a question or as old coaches, how do y'all handle the situation that I think Alabama's going to have in front of them? Right now, I think Alabama may be the best team in the country and may have the best player or the best freshman in the country. A year ago, at this very time, I thought Auburn was the best team in the country and had Jabari Smith, who I thought was the best player in the country at that time. Now, it's mid-January. You want to be really good in mid-March. How do we keep from falling off the table like Auburn did last year? And I know there's injuries and things like that, but uh, it would worry me to death that I'm peaking too early. But anyway, I'll hang up and listen if y'all got any comments. Yeah, uh... I'll take it first. I think Auburn, I don't think they fell off. I just think they, they ended up getting a bad matchup uh, when they had to play four older guards, and then now Kessler's got to come out on the floor and try to defend Miami. So there are certain yeah, there's certain matchups that uh, are bad for certain teams. I'm trying to think what would be a bad matchup for Alabama, uh, provided they can get this 
situation with Darius Miles, you know, get their heads right, and that's who knows about all that. But uh, is there a particular matchup that would bother this Alabama team? Oh, I, you know, Connecticut did not play well against St. John's. They, they, they'll be hungry to beat Alabama again, and they know how to, you know, they defend the three very well. They didn't play very well against St. John's, so I may be wrong there. I, I think I think the big difference here is it's not as many good players, many good teams this year as there has been in the past year or so. You know, you got Kansas and Houston and Purdue, and that's about it. Yeah, the teams you don't know how good they're like the Creightons and those kind of yeah, teams that are really solid yeah, sure. uh, basketball teams. I think teams that have athletes that can take away threes and guard you off the dribble, which Connecticut did. They got out on Alabama. I think Houston, which they obviously beat Alabama, could be a problem. But the style of play is what killed Auburn. It was a it was a bad matchup for them last year. All right, uh, Alabama's in driver's seat. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Alabama one. Go to www.alabama1.org. The people out there, are what makes it so great? If you're looking for the vehicle loan, the mortgage, the credit card, whatever you need at Alabama one, this stuff. These guys and gals will have your best interest at heart. Go to www.alabama1.org. Big thanks to Doug Bell and Kevin Skarbinski. Any one of the Interviews that you miss, you can get them right there on the website at the Podcast Center. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. Appreciate you, Joe Gaither. You're just a tide of 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.